What's going on? It's CJ Today Slave from the Upgrade America podcast. Yeah, we get into it. The Buffalo Lone Wolf Terrorist Act event. You know, what you want to call it. Um, it's unfortunate, but it's a part of American society that we need to delete, so to speak. But like, share, subscribe. You're going to listen to our thoughts. Uh, we appreciate you guys. And if you're in America, make sure you learn how to defend yourself hand to hand and uh, with other weapons according to your state's laws, just so you know. All right. Peace. back for more you can never have too much upgrade america just keep right. better and better this is bonus footage bonus footage. Got a lot of current events we want to talk about but yo what's up what you got on the radar cj ah man so we got a racially motivated shooter in buffalo new york oh florida's not on the list uh uh guess who's taking over we'll get into that do you nap and if so what is your magic number and printing with p-e-t-g so you gotta explain all that so that's what we're gonna talk about real quick probably like 20 minutes ish you know right, let's get into this um yes like kind of breaking yesterday that there was an active shooter in buffalo new york i believe he had a uh, maybe an ar-15 but he? he definitely had body armor and mm-hmm. Hired cop there who was armed and working security. He was doing, you know, the standard, the drills, what? Two to the chest, one to the head. Gentleman had body armor and was mm-hmm. engaged, and he killed the security officer. Mm-hmm. This is racially motivated. He has his, how do you say, uh, what manifesto? And rants on the internet and, and, and things of that nature. And, um, it's disturbing because one, it's, I don't want to say it's the sum of all fears, but this whole race war is something I'm not looking. I, I don't want no part of that. So we, we gotta keep the peace for that. But it's also, uh, what's shocking is, how do you say, legislative response. And my what is my sum of all fears is absolute martial law. And how they want to, are they like, well, the suspect had body armor, so all the cops should have body armor now. And, you know, we're transitioning more into a military police. To uh, then, it's like they, they, that's where I can, I can see this going, trending after this incident. But what, what do you have, uh, what knowledge you have on this, this breaking? So it'd be like, basically every cop would be going to RoboCop besides the idea of even making RoboCops for real. So, <laughs> I mean, in essence, um, of those who haven't seen, it's an 80s reference, obviously. You know, we're millennials, so um, go back and watch RoboCop. Just go look at the trailer from the first movie. It's, it's funny. But, yeah, I mean, it was good for the 80s, you know, but it does touch on some interesting things that we're going to deal with soon. So, and that we've have done with. So, um, always the news and movies. So, always remember that. Anyway, 
Yeah. yeah. But they have the capability. Like, Boston Dynamics keeps raising the bar and mm-hmm. demonstrating what these robots can do. And it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. And it's... The fundamental factor is the same with self-driving trucks. It is it's safer and cheaper to do it with a robot than a human. And when that same thing comes with law enforcement, then that's what it is. I can see them augmenting the military and then augmenting LE. And then when the software just gets so, so smooth, it's like, okay, this thing can run on its own and do its own patrols and stuff. You know, you know, it's interesting. I would love to have a conversation with active law enforcement. How would they feel about police officer robots patrolling in general? Because remember, when they take that badge off, they're just like us every day. So now you're getting patrolled too. So how would that play out? Granted, I know they got like protection because they got the badge, but still, you Not know. the robot is being objective. Um, it's terrifying. It really just like it's terrifying to relinquish the controls of your vehicle to a robot and have it drive you around. To to be like, oh, the streets are being patrolled, actively patrolled by uh, by robots that can. can it's <laughs> I don't know. It's if they're the quality assurance is on point, meaning they tested this and they have the data that hey that you're less likely to have an unjust shooting with these robots than with a, with a human officer, then you should go with that. I would inject further that, remember our ideal or my ideal form of, of law enforcement, it would be more counselors and cops would be providing security. Yeah. Humanoid and humanoids. You can have a human. You have a human going around. Be like, okay, as a counselor, and then the robots backing them up, like as security. But you already know where that's going, right? The robots is gonna be like, cause they got software psychologists and stuff like that already. They got apps for that. You can text, talk, yeah. and whatnot. The you're gonna have this uh, killer robot with soft skills. I'm just curious. <laughs> um, how I feel just generally and uh, overall about the incident, par for the course in America, because like Upgrade America has been saying, we need to improve education, improve uh, social services like uh, health care, mental health care. Um, we need to keep kids busy. Yes. Obviously, he wasn't busy. I don't, was he a teenager? I don't even remember. 18 years old. Okay, so he's an adult, so to speak, because they would they would make us an adult if we did the shooting. We'd be a grown ass man. Oh, absolutely. So, by a long time, yeah. I thought it was just you can buy like AR carbines and stuff. I think it depends on where you're at. I think usually twenty one is like a a handgun, and then they little they're a little more flexible with shotguns and uh, rifles. I see. And I believe that's what he had because the eyewitness was describing the shooter with having um, a rifle on the butt stock up to his chin engaging targets. So, again, it's, it's... You already see that alt-right culture. I hate the... the, the 
I hate to use that because there's equally radical people on the left and in mm-hmm. but like <laughs> I don't know man like this is a uh, seems the way uh, the world's trending towards more of the incidents mm-hmm. I guess another factor is because New York has such strict gun laws right like where's the concealed carry community on this where's the NRA on this like now, in what regard? Meaning, like, like, what are their thoughts on this incident? You know, like, um, you know, was, I, go ahead. It was with a long gun. Yeah. So, uh, concealed carry is not a factor. If anything, it should encourage New York to to have looser gun laws. So, ten people got shot, and we already discussed the ratio of guns and uh, concealed carries in other states. So, I dare say, yeah, there was one security guard who was armed, but if two, three people would have ganged up on that guy and, and, and took him down. They took this guy into custody. They said by the time they were on scene, they were able to just do, do, do. He, they, he was able to peacefully surrender and they, you know, and, and put his weapon down. But the biggest takeaway for me is like, the, the news is claiming he drove hours. So it's like, he was, I can only assume like, yo, he's in some rural place. And he drove hours to get to a grocery store in the hood. I was hearing that. Um, And it also points back to something you mentioned. This is perfect alt-right, what do you call it, branding. So to to influence and, what do you call it, um, indoctrinate um, with this incident. And I agree because my understanding he had a, he had a, not a cult following but he had a social media presence. Um, I don't know what to think anymore. To be honest, to be honest, yeah, I really don't know what to think anymore. So how? Me personally, yeah, we have to upgrade America. We have to adapt law enforcement. But again, I emphasize that the role of securing your community must not rely solely on uh, the police. Yeah. Citizens must hold it down. And if uh, going to the grocery store just became fatal, like this has been demonstrated, going to the grocery store just became fatal. Not fatal from like a conflict of heated, uh, heated words, exchanging or words, not a fight over honor, a fight that seemed to be racially motivated you know, uh, they seem to be racially motivated. So it's like, yeah, stay strapped. You, you, you gotta stay strapped, but it's not that simple. You have to be responsibly strapped. Because you can't say everyone get guns and then everyone kills each other. No, you have to, you have to be responsibly strapped. So I don't know, but I think law enforcement needs to work with communities and, and, and private citizens and, and yeah, you know, great Americans. I don't know, man. It, it stems really down to education, and like like we were saying earlier with uh, your daughter on there. Like it comes down to that. Like it starts from there, bro. Because you had 18 years to get it right. Like, and you know we're gonna be rebellious as teenagers. That happens, but that foundation still should have been set for this kid. Like, what is grown man? Um, 
and again, well, here's the thing you, you mentioned before: uh, racism is a mental illness. It can be considered is now being considered a mental illness. And it's like you have the whole COVID thing, and it's like is uh, I, I don't know. How do you how do you address? It, it, it's it's we have to merge mental illness and criminal justice. It has to be considered. Time. Yeah. Let me ask you this: your thoughts now. You gave me the information that racism and all that can be considered a, a mental illness. Mm-hmm. How does, in this scenario, how would that affect your legislative, not your legislative, if you're a judge? I'm asking, how would that affect you if you were judging that individual? And it's it's very tricky because you had an insanity plea that most of these people go off of. So it's kind of leaning towards that light. But um, hmm, it's tough. It is kind of a slippery slope, I'll be honest. Um, I mean, this is like, what kind of punishment do you get this dude? Because it's pretty blatant. Like, I, he still has a right to a fair trial, obviously. Yeah. But... I mean, you got plenty of real evidence, so it's not circumstantial. So I'm really, I'm really more curious to see how the case plays out now. I'm really curious to see how that really plays. Will justice really be served? Like, I'm curious to see if uh, any that that's the most intriguing. Blue, uh, any fake blue flag people come to this individual's aid, but um, because there's always sympathists somewhere. But, um, yeah, I'm curious how this whole ordeal plays out. Yeah. Oh, again, my biggest takeaway, and I don't want to say, yeah, we always got to stay vigilant, but, um, death, they turned it up a notch, man. Like, with the body armor is, I, I don't know, man. That's uh, and I, I believe he was wearing military fatigues as well. This case is still developing. Perhaps next week we'll have a little bit more insight on. Oh, go ahead. Nah, nah, I'm just listening. Um, yeah, just for me, I'll be honest. I'm kind of cynical and desensitized because this part for the course is almost like this is normal. Mm. We went over mass shootings what a couple episodes back how many just this year this is not even counting in general just this year it was like up to 200 and something i think something crazy like that so and it's like a part of me feels like yeah it's it happens under a democratic reign and it's almost like conspiracy theory this is for entertainment purposes only like it's instigated or almost like facilitated for you know to take guns and to push for the policy but again this is just an entertainment <laughs> i mean i don't know yeah you can also look at it as we know how psychops works right fear well, that's a part of warfare but that's how a part of me feels it, 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 it's like that. And again, 
my pushback is when you see instances like that, it's not a reason to take guns. It's a reason to have your own. And um, that's my, I can, I, I'll stand yeah. by house. But there's another story that you brought to my attention about who's taking over. I'll give you a hint. Just said who. <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, so, yo, if can you give it from your perspective? So basically how I understood it was, it, it was really hard. I listened to it and I also read it. Basically, we're giving up, relinquishing power when it comes to, um, what do you call it? Uh, pandemic response. Yeah, pandemic response. We're giving up sovereignty to the World Health Organization. Um, allegedly, we don't know yet, yet, but it's saying this, this article came from, I think it was Liberty something. I want to make sure I give them credit there. Um, yeah, where is that? Let me, hold on, let me click on it make sure I give them their credit. Um, it was the Desert Review and the Liberty Council. That's who wrote this. So Biden's amendments hand U.S. sovereignty to the who. And you were mentioning that Trump was like, nah, bro, we, we good on that. Now, I'm in conflict, right? I'm in conflict for two different reasons. I'm in conflict in the sense that we're giving up sovereignty to an international entity, but at the same time, our medical system is so jacked up. I'm not saying they're going to get it right over there, <laughs> But our stuff is so jacked up, it's like, uh, like we can't even manage our own shit. Like, to be honest, like, because we're so money hungry here. So it, that part is the irony of it. And then also giving up that too as well, knowing that the world handled, every country handled the pandemic totally differently. So. And you need that diversity. Yeah. What works and what doesn't work. But um, I will agree with you, like, yes, there is much room for improvement with the American healthcare, but we have the ideas. We, we can upgrade America without the, with the without the, the, I don't want to say interference of the who. How I interpreted the article was like this. Are the first blip, because we can't say the other. But like, in that first blip, like China was doing their thing, and then the Who was like, "Oh, bravo, China! You're logging everybody down. Good job. Keep up good work." And the Who was suggesting we do things like China, and to some extent, we were taking their advice and we were copying them. But there was some pushback, and it was soft suggestions before. I Meaning it was like, "Hey, you should do this. You should do that." Whereas, and as you mentioned before, every nation was doing their own thing, right? Where they want to do it now, they want it to be not soft suggestions. We have given our authority to you, so now you can tell us what to do. And when these, when it's down-channeled, everyone is in lockstep. And it's not a suggestion, it's a mandate. And um, that, I, I, it makes me very uncomfortable. Particularly with some of their agendas, our uh, vaccine passwords, uh, yeah. all that other stuff, and um, it, it makes me uh, a bit uncomfortable with that. And I told you the end game, 
it's the end game is just like yo you got global government cool and it's like it sounds all nice and pretty until there's a global emergency and what happens in america if you have a national emergency it's bad enough you have a dictatorship what happens in a global uh how you say global government when you have a global emergency you have a global dictatorship and once you have a global dictatorship you don't go back from that and True. That's 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 all it is, and that's the end game. And the reason why it's all like a slow anal effery is because you gotta go slow when you're doing your you're you're changing it from Democrats, which has the, a democracy, a, a democratic republic. You know, really be be all politically correct. <laughs> a lot of people involved, right? A lot of decision makers involved, and people play a part of that. But to flip the switch and turn that from from a lot of people involved to only one decision maker, no, no, you can't do that overnight. You need a slow, a slow anal effort to, 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 to do that. And that's what they're doing. And we're taking it. And we're over here like, oh, did you see Will Smith smack uh, Chris Rock? Did you see Johnny Depp? And, uh, and, and meanwhile, they're doing all this behind the scenes. And we're just mindlessly entertained with the most trivial distractions. Like, yo, you but at the end of the day that's the end game and if you make it to that level you know our, our listeners out there just know what it is i know we didn't talk about bitcoin for a while but that may be the only thing that you can move outside of their system you know for goods and services yeah that's what digital id is going to lock into everything and i, I know i'm, I'm want a little bit more but like even locks in with elon musk is old with twitter was like yeah man i want to kill the robots and stuff how do you do that well you validate everybody's identification you have a, a digital id that the, you know the who and all these other uh, organizations who were not elected that is the biggest problem these are not elected officials these are just guys with money and power and they get together behind closed doors and they, they take the policy that makes the world spin that's a very bad thing and um yeah so who's taking over <laughs> yeah and did we expose them like a few seasons back and they took down that website um, uh, <laughs> or was it another organization what, uh, what organization was that you are correct. Well, my understanding is that the, the World Health Organization works very closely with the United Nations. That's what it is. Yeah, okay. The United Nations have their uh, their website was literally called the World War. <laughs> and I took some screenshots of it because it was like, yo, this is, yeah, this is crazy. And then they took it down. So, yeah. yeah. Wasn't it like a week later or something like that? It was, it was like every subsequent to a... Uh, Shortly after we, we dropped the podcast. Yeah. No, uh, <laughs> no to you at. Do not make links public. <laughs> you can never try it until your your, your agenda is, is, is in place. <laughs> <laughs> so you asked the question about the perfect time for a nap. So what is your perfect number? Wow, man. So um, I'm a power nap guy. And yeah, my perfect number is between 9 and 12. Anything over that is like I will wake up more drained. So here's my logic behind it. It's like just like it takes energy to break down carbs, like to eat and get from it. It takes energy to go into a a state of sleep, but it also takes energy to arise from a state of sleep. Okay. So if you sleep too long, meaning too deep, 
waking up from that sleep, you're just going to be more, you can be more tired than you were than when you took the nap. So what I find is like just resting because when you're just lying down for like nine minutes, you're not resting in the sense where like you're in deep REM sleep, but your body is like, you're not moving, you're lying down, you're chilling. And that I find is, is good enough to give me another two to three hours of productivity time. What about you? Do you, do you power nap? I am horrible with naps. I'm going to fully admit that. I will end up going from, oh, I'll just take a minute to two, three hours. So it's either, and ironically enough, that's how I sleep anyway. I don't sleep like a full eight hours. Like I always sleep in halves anyway. I sleep like three, four hours, get up, you know, security checks, whatever, go back to sleep. Then I sleep another three or four hours. That's just kind of how I sleep. So I kind of sleep in naps. And I know we discussed this before, but I sleep in like bare naps. I don't sleep in like meditative like moments. I sleep in like bare naps, like hibernating shit. I'm a light cat napper. Yeah, I don't do well with that. Um, But something you brought up, Something I do notice when I'm on my hour lunch break at work, mm-hmm. my last 20 minutes, usually I'm, I've already eaten, food's digesting. I do seem to find this nice middle ground of what you're describing, that resting kind of meditative yes, space, but I can only do it in my car in those moments. I can't, I gotta be able to replicate that to be able to do what you were describing outside of that environment because everything else is too comfortable so i'm gonna be out i do have a desk and believe it or not this thing right here i got one downstairs but like that's what i use and it's like a, a weightless meditative state whereas i mentioned it's like i'm consciously lucid like i'm there but at the same time i'm it's a sweet it feels, spot. It feels amazing so- like i know the feeling it just, I know, I think maybe because my brain is like, okay, you're on break. You're still at work. My mm. brain knows, right? It's kind of like sleeping, standing up when we were in training. You know what I'm saying? I remember falling asleep, standing up. And then people are like, how can you do that? Like, you can't. <laughs> it can be done. It can be done. Um, So I got to hack that in order to be able to do that. Into that, like, it'll increase your productivity because it's like nine minutes gets you another two hours where you're like okay cool I'm focused I can do stuff and then take another nap a fun fact about Leonardo da Vinci like he didn't sleep eight hours like he was just like he took 20 minute cap naps like he would that was his thing like and he would just go around the clock around the clock I work I work I work I work oh I'm tired 20 minutes uh, up, and then he'd keep going and it sounds mad, but at the same time, I, from his perspective, I see that's how he did that to maximize time. Because eight hours is a long time to to be sleeping and unproductive. But and the key part is getting REM sleep, right? From what I understand, like healthy, health-wise, to have cognitive function and regulatory weight loss, all that good stuff. You gotta have at least some kind of REM sleep, at least. I think a few hours, right, or something, a couple hours, or uh, I can't remember exactly. I don't know, and I argue with the sleep studies, but I'm so fascinated to listen to, to as much information on them because there are some 
scholar, sleep scholar, whatever they say that you don't enter REM sleep until like 90 minutes. Mm. Waking, and then they say it's only a certain amount of time, and then it's a cycle and it goes again. Like you enter the REM sleep. Like you ever heard that you you only dream in REM sleep? Yeah, I've heard that. You do you believe that though? Give or take, uh, nah. And this you, is not. This is not it kind of kills it because you have daydreams, right? Yes, because I was getting ready to say, or even worse, like. And this is not an amendment of guilt, but if you ever fallen asleep on post, like you're not into a 90 minute REM sleep. Yeah. Like it's like if you're you're you snooze it, oh, oh pink elephant, oh, I must be sleeping. And you shake that off, but that's a dream. That's a dream. To me it is. And so that's yeah. why I agree with the uh, oh 90 minutes into REM sleep and then uh, the, maybe with the random eye movement but i believe you could still have some type of dream prior to that because when i times when i take little cat naps i dream way and i don't take 90 minute naps yeah yeah i could say yeah my naps i've had dreams versus like a full night's sleep i didn't have a dream or for a night of sleep i have a totally like vivid ass dream you know um so yeah it's so it's variable. You gotta also take to all the upgraders. You're all we we either nocturnal, daytime, evening. We all work off a different pattern based on how we were born. You know how we were born, how we how we were delivered when we came out. Like we either a daytime person, nighttime. That's just how it is. So everybody's different. It's like our fingerprints when it comes to this stuff. Yeah, everyone's sleep pattern is different, and that's why I think it's like for them it's cut and dry 90 minutes like nah everyone is different and it's like uh we're still figuring out the purpose of of dreams and, and why we do it and all that well i mean i can i can tell you from my perspective the purpose of dreams is and it's kind of scientific too like studies but to work out our brains is like uh rebooting our brains like system updates you know what i'm saying like that's how i kind of look at dreams and like your our our brain is working out issues like okay this has been in my mind this has been okay now let's just play it all out let's like, like sort all this stuff out and i agree with that from a science perspective like while we're awake we're conscious all our sensors are turned on, taking data through your eyes, taking data through your ears, taking sensory from your skin and all that stuff. But when while you're sleeping, yeah, some of your sensors are still functioning, but you're still like processing all that data and like you said, working through it. So I can I can see I can see that. Yeah. Again, uh, the whole science, further science to it, I I, I don't know. Do the uh, dreamers in our dreams have their own dreams when they sleep? Yeah. I know not. <laughs> and the last thing was about printing something. What was the printing? Oh, man. So, um, yeah, it's polyethylterapathene. I totally killed it. I didn't memorize how, how to pronounce it. But anyways, it's pet plastic. It's the most common plastic in the world. It's literally the stuff that your water bottles made out of. Ah, okay. And, uh, I got some filament. It's uh, the stuff that you put into a 3D printer, and I'm making it part for a motorcycle. And I expressed full time skyward my dream is building the, the tallest building in the world from 
recycled plastic. This sounds silly before until I printed this piece. 95% solid, and it's like steel, man. But it just, cool. that experience just further reinforced my belief that we can build Skyward, that it's achievable. It's the stuff is so durable, but it's abundant, meaning there's garbage everywhere. And building the tallest building in the world from recycled plastic will substantially end plastic pollution. It will build a place for everyone who is homeless. It will have more than enough room to have vertical uh, indoor farms and really upgrade America and set a new model for the world. But yeah, that's it, man. That's that's all I got. Um, I'll just add a little bit to that. Um, I've been noticing like some kicks that I bought for my birthday and like some shorts I bought made out of recycled plastic. That's dope. So I've been noticing a lot of brands have been picking up on this stuff, like sunglasses made out of that plastic, like all this stuff. This, I'm wearing plastic. This is plastic. It's, it's nylon. Yeah. And clothes, there's no reason why people should be, be without clothing. It, we have the means. Like, we can clothe the world. We can feed the world. We can house the world. Like, from pla- from when you make, start making things from plastic. Yeah. But, that is, that is my ultimate goal for, for Upgrade America, to use technology to finally end these, these ancient issues that are, are plaguing the world. Yeah, um, but yeah, that's all I got, man. I appreciate y'all, you know, bonus episode. You know it, you know it. Y'all getting that double dose. <laughs> Two-piece, ping, ping. But yeah, oh, it's always a pleasure. We're going to put this up there. Y'all get that double dose, you know. And it was great chatting out with Naraya. As yeah. mentioned, forward to our next guest coming on uh, next week. We're going to be talking about the Mannequin Diaries. But yeah, man, like life is grand. And yeah. here we live in. They still, uh, free speech is still letting us put our wonderful show out there. So I know, right? <laughs> it'll be blessed and be happy. Go forth and live your dream. So I got, bro. That's it, man. Peace and blessings, y'all. Do your thing. Peace. Upgrade America. Peace.